0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Church sermon of the week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. So, my lesson this morning, I've been, I've been kind of mulling this thing over here for a while. Um, that's how, kind of how I, I like. It takes me a while to, to, uh, I don't know, generate a message, if you will. But this one's been kind of a little bit different different message but and it's kind of interesting because as I've been thinking about it um, there's just in the last few services different people have been talking about different aspects of what I wanted to talk about this morning and what what I wanted to talk about this morning is just um, our understanding sometimes we uh, I think we we sometimes think that or we, we don't think I think that you know that we're in a battle not just not just, of us coming out of the world, but we're in a battle every day with our flesh, okay? And I don't know about you, but I sometimes struggle with my flesh, and I'm sure you do too. But I think sometimes we, we forget about the struggle that we have with our flesh, and we just always think that sin is something, you know, big and out there, you know, that the world does. But there's, there's our flesh that keeps us from the Spirit of God doing what it wants to do in our lives. Can we all agree with that? Amen. So, I have a lot of scripture here this morning because I believe that the Word of God, if it speaks it, it's, it can do a way better job than I can. And the Bible says the Word will not return void, right? So, um, I have a lot of scripture here to talk about this, but I want to just talk about the battle that we face between our, our flesh and our spirit. Uh, when we read in the epistles, Paul talks about this a lot in, in, the, in the epistles about how we're constantly battling between our flesh and our spirit. And uh, I think, again, as, you know, we think, well, we come out of the world, you know, we we gave away that life of sin. We're no longer, you know, doing, you know, things that the world does. And sometimes we think that we're okay because we don't do those certain things. But the Bible still says that, you know, we need to walk cautiously and circumspectly. And we'll read that in a couple minutes here. And that there is a constant battle that we have between our flesh and our spirit. And we need to recognize that and be aware of it. And so I, w- I just kind of want to bring that, that awareness this morning um, and just share some thoughts along that lines with you. So I'm going to start in 1 Timothy chapter 4, uh, verse 16. And it says, Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, and continue in them. For in doing so, thou shalt save thyself and them that hear thee. So we need to continue in practicing what we're learning. We can't just think we've arrived, but it's a continuation. It's a thing that we're, we're, it's a process that we're still going on. We're still seeking after the Lord. We're still following after his spirit. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1, it says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. So we need to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. How many believe they're called of the Lord this morning? You know, Bible, we're not just called to be pastors, but we're called out of darkness into his marvelous light, right? So we're all called to do various gifts and to, to minister in various aspects of the body of Christ. Every one of us is called, okay, and chosen, amen? If you'll turn into, over to Ephesians chapter 5, which should just be a, another page over, Ephesians chapter 5, this is going to be a little more lengthy of a, read, of a reading, uh, and it's verses 14 through 21. Ephesians 5:14 says, Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to God, or to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, obviously, I, I want, kind of want to point out that we need to walk circumspectly, and that we need to walk not as fools, but as wise. Um, there's many warnings in the Bible about being wise. Or, not warnings, but um, I guess... Um, encouragement to be wise, you know, don't walk, don't walk foolishly, but walk wisely. Don't become, you know, I think of the virgins in the Bible where they, there was five foolish versions and five wise versions, right? And they were all called, they were all saved, but five of them were foolish and they weren't practicing and doing the things they needed to do. And then five of them Obviously, we were wise and doing those things and making sure that their lamp oil was full and keeping themselves where they needed to be. So, there's lots of warnings and in, 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 um, in scripture about being not being foolish, but being wise. And we need to walk circumspectly. Which, when I think of that, I, you know, I know it means being aware, but not 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 only just aware of our surroundings, but aware of of where I am at. You know, where where am I at in the kingdom of God? And where is my relationship at with Jesus Christ? Because it's not always, it's just, it, it doesn't just always coast and get, get where we need to go. And we'll talk about that more in a little bit here. All right, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Second 2 Corinthians 5.17 Second Corinthians says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. How many are thankful for the newness of life in Jesus Christ and that the old things are gone, right? That they're under the blood of Jesus and they're, they're no longer, we don't, no longer have ownership of those things, amen, but they're as far as the east is from the west in the mind of Christ, praise God. So let's look at a, an example here in scripture. I want, when I was putting this together, I thought about uh, the, children of, the children of Israel when they're in Egypt, and you think about how they're in Egypt, and we know, I mean, they were slaves, obviously. Uh, so they, you know, they were being whipped. We can see in, in Scripture, I mean, you know, we know that, no, that Moses came and he killed the guy because he was whipping a Pharaoh Hebrew, correct? Uh, we know that the Pharaoh had killed all the firstborn children, and Moses got hidden. So when, when we look at the children of Israel, they, they went through a lot of terrors as, as slaves, in the land of Egypt, I'm sure there is many more that the Bible doesn't really talk about, but they were slaves, and as we all know, slaves aren't treated that well because they're just slaves, right? So, um, but when we see that the Lord called them out of Egypt, and uh, Moses obviously came, and and he, you know, we we know how the story goes, and I don't really want to talk about the deliverance aspect of it, but. But, when, but except for in the fact that when they experienced the deliverance out of Egypt, that symbolizes like our new birth experience, right? Okay? And we all know that. They went through the Red Sea. That's the washing of the blood of the water. And so when we refer to Egypt, a lot of times we refer to that as the world, right? But I'd like to also maybe look at it this way, that Egypt can also arise in our lives as our flesh. Okay? Not just the world, but it can be our flesh and us... Um, caving into the appetites of our flesh and the things of our flesh. So, when they left Egypt, let's just say, okay, that symbolizes the flesh. When they're in the desert, they're walking by faith, okay? Which symbolizes us in the spirit of God, walking by faith in the desert. So, now when you think of all the terrors that they went through and all the hardships that they went through, I I just wanted to bring a few scriptures here in Exodus. I got about five different references here in, in Exodus about whenever they reached a little bit of difficulty in the desert, the first thing they wanted to run back and do was go back to the world or go back to their flesh and let their flesh rise up in them. Okay, And I think this is very applicable in our, in our lives because if we're not careful, whenever we had a difficult situation in, in our lives, a lot of times we, we, we react in our flesh and not in the spirit because the spirit is contrary to what our fleshly... How our flesh wants to react. Can we all agree with that? So let's just read a couple examples here in Exodus chapter 14, verse 12. This is when they had first left, and they, they just got out in the wilderness, and they said, Isn't that, is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than, it, than that we should die in the wilderness." And if you flip over to Exodus Exodus chapter 16, verse 3. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full. For ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill the whole assembly with hunger. When it talks about flesh pots here, this is the only spot in the Bible that it mentions the word flesh pots. But um, just from the Bible dictionary, it says when one seeks to gratify the cravings of his carnal nature, so they rather be there where they can gratify the cravings of their carnal nature than to be led by the Spirit, because they were they weren't certain that God would provide for them, even though He did repeatedly. Exodus chapter 17 verse 3 says and the people thirsted there for water and the people murmured against Moses and said where is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst So we see again here now they're thirsty for water and again they want to go back they want to go back to the evil and, and and into their slavery because they think that's a better place than where the Lord has them or where he's taking them um, Let's read the report of the spies. Now we know that they went out, they sent 12 people out, and 10 of them came back with a negative report, right? Two of them came back with a positive report. And they said, Oh man, we're like, we're like grasshoppers among these giants in this land. And uh, Numbers chapter 14, verse 2, it says, And the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in the wilderness. And verse, 13, or verse 3 says, And wherefore the hath the Lord brought us onto the his, this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be prey? Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? And then verse 4 says, And they said one to another, Let us make a captain, and let us return to Egypt. Now I remind you, this is when they're going on the promised land, after God had repeatedly provided for them, repeatedly you know, brought manna, gave them water, Delivered them from this, delivered them from that. Their shoes never wore off or out after 40 years. Or this wasn't 40 years. Sorry, that's wrong. But because um, th- this is when they came back with the negative. Then they went back in the wilderness. But the point is that God continually had His hand upon them and kept them. And they still, when difficult times arose in their lives, they still had the temptation to want to return or respond to things in their flesh. Okay, because again. They wanted to gratify the cravings of their carnal nature. Uh, Numbers chapter 21, uh, verse 4 through 7. Numbers 21, 4 through 7. And it says, And they journeyed from Mount Horah by the way of the Red Sea to, to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses, Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, there is no water. Our soul loatheth this light bread. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that we may take the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. So here we see again another time where they... That temptation for them to return to their carnal nature or their, their their flesh is again upon them because they they experience some difficulty. Now I know a lot of us here um, when we experience difficulty, we're not tempted to return, you know, to the to the vomit of the world, if you will. But my point is a lot of times we we respond to difficulty in our flesh. And the Bible's calling us to respond to these times in our spirit. Right, Um, but it's not just a natural thing to do because it's we're naturally we're naturally respond in our flesh because that's our first instinct, I guess, if you will. Let's talk about Daniel for a a couple seconds. If you want to turn to Daniel chapter one, uh, Daniel chapter one, we're going to read verses eight through twelve. Daniel here we see that they got taken into the land of Egypt or land of Babylon, and he was taken because he was a prince, him and some other, some other um, princes of Israel were taken in, and they, they wanted them to study uh, uh, under the leadership of, of Babylon and become princes in that land. So when they got there, they were going to go into, into the system um, and take up that training. And uh, it talks about here their, their lifestyle, the way they're going to eat uh, um, <clears throat> while they're in that system. So verse 8 of chapter 1 says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the Enoch's that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the Enoch's. And the prince of the Enoch's said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who hath appointed me uh, who hath appointed your meat and your drink. For why should he see your faces worse liking than the children which are of your sort? Then shall you make me endanger my head to the king. Then, the, then said Daniel to Melzar, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishaiah, and Azariah, prove thy servants I beseech ye ten days, and let thou give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Now, I think in our flesh if we had a choice between drinking or between eating the meat, or just eating beans. We don't want to eat the meat, right? <laughs> so, that's for the, uh, the Atkins diet or whatever, you know, eating all that protein. We love to eat protein. We don't really like to eat, eat that. I'm sure Daniel in his flesh, that would have been a much more appealing way to go, is my point. To eat, enjoy the king, enjoy the wine, enjoy the meat of the, of the king that he had set aside for them. But Daniel here purposed, he purposed in his heart I'm sure his stomach, his mouth, his flesh desired the more appetizing choice but his resolve or his purpose or his determination that he would respond to the offering by choosing the spiritually beneficial choice. You know, the world doesn't always understand. We see here that Enoch, he's like, well, the King, if I do this the king 's going to hold have my head he 's going to cut my head off because i 'm not giving you you 're going to come back you 're going to come back and be different than the rest of the guys you 're going to look imagine, you know or like you 're starving or whatever and you know the world doesn 't always respond our flesh and our flesh doesn 't understand and the world doesn 't understand the kingdom of God and the things of the spirit sometimes you know the Bible talks about how there 's how we look through a deck da- glass darkly here we see that he 's questioning. The way daniel wants to go daniel's resolve his purpose because he doesn't believe that that's that's not the way we do things that's not the way the world does things that's not the way we do things here in our flesh we do them this way and this is the way it works so so i guess when when i say that because we when we're um looking at ourselves and judging ourselves where we need to be we need to remember that that the way that we sometimes feel we would like to react or or deal with the situation or circumstances in our lives, oftentimes they're going to be contrary to what the world says or or encourages us to do, okay? Because the Spirit of God doesn't make sense to to the world or to the ways of the world. But we have a choice every day to yield to the work of the flesh in our lives or to yield to the work of the Spirit. Um, But we need to purpose, as Daniel purposed, to do these things. It just doesn't happen naturally. Daniel had a purpose in his heart, it says. You know, to me, that's 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 a big word right there. He purposed, he determined, he was gonna make sure it happened till his last breath. He was gonna purpose to recognize that he was gonna do the things that God had called him to do and to, to do them the right way. So <clears throat> I bring that out because I just believe that's an important key scripture or key part of that scripture there, that we need to purpose that we recognize these things in our lives, the war against the flesh and the spirit in our lives. <clears throat> so again, we, one of the very first scriptures we read what talks about us being new creatures in Christ, right? Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We don't respond. We don't do things the way we used to do things because we're new creatures in Christ. You know, the, the world often didn't understand jesus when he walked the earth because he did things differently and they didn't understand his kingdom they didn't understand a lot of his message because it was a different message it was it was contrary to their lifestyle or contrary to their flesh but we need to embrace the different new creature that identifies us as heirs with christ because we've taken on his name amen I know last week Pastor Kelly, when he preached, talked. To, uh, he mentioned Romans eight fourteen. Um, I'd like to turn to the book of Romans, chapter eight. This is kind of a lengthy reading, but um, as I was examining it, I was, it was hard to cut anything out. <laughs> so, and so, like I said earlier, the Word of God it does a way better job than I can anyway. So, um, I want to read Romans chapter eight, uh, one through fifteen. But we know that Paul was writing this to the church at Rome. Now again, these people had already received salvation. He's not, he's not writing to people that are, that are not saved. Okay, I think that's important to note here. And it seems to me that we can be carnally minded after we're saved, according to Paul's writing here. Okay? <laughs> Which forces me to ask the question of myself, am I a carnally minded Christian? And I'll let you ask that question to yourself, but I'm not going to ask it for you. So, Romans 8, 1 through 15 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So again, there's no condemnation, but I don't know. If you're walking after the flesh, maybe there is condemnation. Because it says, to those that are walking after the Spirit, there's no condemnation. Okay. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Again, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are of the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. How many want more life and peace in their life? All right. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. That's kind of interesting to me. The carnal mind is enmity against God, or is an enemy against God, if you will, and is not subject to the law of God, neither can it be. We really need to be spiritually minded. So then... They that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if ye, any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit of life, because of, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you, that he raised up Christ from the dead, he shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, but we're debtors to live Or, or, Not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And If you were here last week, I know Pastor Kylie talked about that. It's not just about being filled with the Spirit of God, but being led by the Spirit of God are the sons and daughters of God. Amen? For if ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. <clears throat> the Bible I read instructs me not only to be determined, or not only the purpose in my heart to walk after the Spirit, but to be determined to recognize the calling of the Lord in our lives. That he called us out of Egypt, he called us out of our flesh, out of the desires of the flesh, out of the desires of this world, to pursue and be an example of the Spirit of Christ. So, you know, I know sometimes... Again, I'm not talking about the blatantly on, um, obvious sinful stuff here, that, you know. But, you know, sometimes we, we have a tendency to say, "Well, I get angry because you know, cause I'm Irish," or, or you know, and we justify things like that, you know. Or, man, that lady over there, she can really hold a grudge. Make sure you don't offend that lady over there, you know, or whatever, you know, things like that. That we need to, you know, examine ourselves and make sure that we are, you know, that's fleshly stuff there, you know. You know, you know, holding grudges and you know being bitter and all that stuff. We need to, we need to guard against those things and let that go. Again, it's contrary to the to the work of the Spirit, but it's what God is calling us to do. Let go of those things and walk after the Spirit, so that we can walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we are called. Amen. We're called to be witnesses, to be examples of Christ to this world, and to encourage. Our brothers and sisters in Christ, as part of the family of God, Amen. Praise God. So I just want to share two more scriptures with you. First uh, Peter chapter one, verse verses one through ten, um, where we're called to be an example of the Spirit of Christ, <clears throat> and this is how it'll benef- benefit us if we. If we do that, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and Savior Jesus Christ, grace be to you and be multi, or grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of our God and our of Jesus our Lord. Excuse me. According to, as His divine power hath given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Virtue means just to be like morally pure, okay? Whereby, we are given, whereby, whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises. How many are thankful for those promises this morning? That by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, not the fleshly nature, but the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, and to your virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, to temperance, patience and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness and to brother kindliness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they, sh- they that make you or they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So they not only need to be in you, but they should abound in us. And I think I take us back to Daniel, purposing in our hearts that they're going to abound in us. You know, we need to be determined. We're going we're to follow these things and let them abound in our lives. But he that lacketh, lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old, old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give all diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. Again, the Bible says it better than I can. So, and then lastly, uh, just back a couple pages to First Peter chapter five. 1 Peter chapter five, one through eleven. <clears throat> 1 Peter chapter 5, 1-11 says, The elders which are among you I exhort who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, Neither being, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief Shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that ye may exalt that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the grace of, but the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. I think that's a really good scripture right there, that we don't. I never really knew that was in there. But the, grace, but the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So, again, I just wanted to make us aware of the battle that we're facing um, You know, we need to learn to walk after the spirit, not after the flesh. Let God do the work that he wants to do in you. As contrary as it may seem to the world around us, um, we need to seek the face of the Lord, that he can do all things through us for his glory. Amen? God bless you, and um, you're dismissed. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast.